Yeah, hello. Uh, it's a new episode of Operations and Optimization. This time I got the name right, not the last time. And I'm Mika, and here I'm with my permanent digital twin, James, or what should I call you? We're, we're co-hosting this. Yeah. yeah. And today we have an eminent guest here with Eric Neifeld. And uh, you have your own... Uh, startup company or you're, you're progressing quite well with technology catalog uh, welcome to our show thank you so perhaps you can tell us a little bit and and the listeners what what is technology catalog about yeah so uh, hello everyone uh, indeed uh, technology catalog or technologycatalog.com as we usually call ourselves uh, it's a platform and it was inspired by all the years that uh, my business partner Vincent van Beuscom and myself were running technology deployment activities in, uh, in Shell. And so in my last role at Shell, I was a technology deployment manager responsible for getting technology embedded in Shell's assets around the globe. And yeah, you often hear that uh, about our industry, that uh, the industry is a bit risk averse or conservative. But actually, my own experience over the years has been that people are actually keen, but they often don't know what's available, who has used what, who can help them. And that actually triggered the idea to start our own company. So we did that in 2018. It's a platform and in a sense similar to platforms we use in daily life to find hotels or restaurants or washing machines or whatever. And But then for technology, and because... Uh, but at the time we started this, there was no such a platform and we could see a clear need for it based on the experience in, in the Shell days. So that's the platform and it's indeed uh, a platform that's growing fast. It's a platform for the energy transition. By now we have close to 900 registered technologies on the platform and a fast growing user base. So that's a bit of background. Yeah. So yeah, that's and and of course, sorry, my, my, something happened with my connections. Still with these virtual meetings, something happened with, with my connection. But okay, I'm I'm back again. Um, so so uh, how many technologies do you have on your platform for the yeah. time being? So it's and 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 in case that part wasn't recorded correctly because of the hiccup in the IT system, but it's yeah. close to 900 registered technologies, and many of those are online already, and some of them are in the pipeline. Our aim is to get more than uh, 10,000 technologies in a few years from now. Okay. And at the same time, we provide uh, users with all the functionality so they can quickly find the most uh, relevant technologies for their business. Okay. So the growth in content goes hand in hand with the growth in functionality, such that people are not overwhelmed the same way that we're not really overwhelmed by the fact that uh, you have, uh, I'm not even sure how many, but uh, millions of hotels hotels no doubt around the world or hundreds of thousands and uh, but with the filter functionality that you have in available in platforms you can quickly find a good hotel or a good restaurant and and the same way with this platform users will be able to find the most relevant tech for the business uh, quickly 
Okay. So on your platform, then, do you require people to come to you to log into it, or are you actually looking out yourselves to find them and then bring them in house, or is it a combination of both, really? It, it's a combination. So when we started this in 2018, we had a good uh, base. Uh, we knew many suppliers from the days we were getting technology deployed in uh, in assets uh, across uh, Shell. And from experience, we yeah we know that many of those technologies uh, naturally don't, don't just apply to Shell assets, but equally well to assets of uh, other companies. And mm-hmm. so that was the starting point, and but it has grown ever since. And the initial focus was very much on oil and gas, but very much from the start, the intent to make this a broader platform. Mm-hmm. And at the moment, uh, actually more than half of the technologies that is uh, registered on the platform are technologies that I've uh, I'd never heard of uh, when I was still in uh, in Shell. I mean, there's so much stuff out there, and every single day I'm. Uh, surprised mm-hmm. about all the good stuff that is uh, available mm-hmm. and that is uh, pretty much uh, unknown yeah so it seems like there's a lot of new technology coming i mean we talk about well let's say all three of us eric james myself we have the background from oil and gas but there's also this energy transition happening or taking place right now i mean but look at oil and gas and the operations etc these new technologies i mean is there a need for innovation in existing oil and gas operations? Oh, ab- ab- absolutely. Yeah. And in that sense, the uh, the industry has gone through a, a transition. Um, 20 years ago, there was a lot of talk about technology, but in practice, uh, yeah, with the high oil price, uh, yeah, there was a bit less of a need to uh, to really do things differently. But now there's simply no uh, no alternative. Uh, every company needs to reduce uh, CO2 emissions. Uh, yeah. The pressure on cost is not going to disappear in oil and gas. Uh, just to stay competitive with uh, new forms of energy. So the cost pressure will not disappear. The pressure on CO2 will not disappear. So I have absolutely no question about it that the... Uh, the focus on technology will uh, will disappear uh, this time, so it will it will continue, and um, and part of the technologies that are needed are existing technologies and to get those replicated. Yeah, and that's uh, still a a huge opportunity as we also saw from the days of us uh, running what we called in Shell a technology replication trust that was purely focused on. Uh, replicating things that had already been done somewhere in Shell, but not in other parts of Shell or outside of Shell, but not within Shell. Mm-hmm. And part of it is to also rapidly bring in uh, new stuff, uh, yeah, whereby I fully believe in uh, in a portfolio approach. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's, uh, it's in that sense a bit like investing in shares. And uh, if you invest in, say, 10 different types of shares, you won't have a couple of safe bets in your portfolio. But if you have, say, eight shares that perform well, yeah, you're also willing to uh, take a bit of risk. And yeah, and at the end, and that's has been my experience as well, asset managers, other senior folks, they, they are all reasonable people, provided you make a bit of money with part of the technologies in the portfolio. But the moment you've made impact, they're also 
willing to uh, give something new a try. Huh. And I think you get to the core here, uh, or, or I'm curious about, let's say, this replication, of course, uh, technology, or let's talk about innovation. I think the essence there is actually to do get, get to this level of replication and portfolio level. Yeah. But, uh, how to achieve that? I think that's, it's not always easy. You know, you have new companies, innovators coming in, you get the pilot, and then what? Yeah, and, and a couple of things that are important, that's also something we try to do on this uh, on this platform that we launched, is, uh, and, and hey, I always like to take examples from uh, daily life. Uh, uh, and I mean, a key thing is to uh, make effective use of uh, references and, and reviews, uh, like in, in daily life. Uh, I mean, I... I live in this old house in The Hague, and the example I mentioned is one of my favorite examples, and perhaps some of the listeners have heard it before, but I live in this old house, I moved in there 11 years ago, and it needed renovation, it needed a, a plumber. So what do you do? I mean, I didn't know a plumber with experience with in working the type of houses in, uh, in which I live. So I went to my neighbor and all I had to hear from my neighbor was, well, that's a good plumber. He did a great job at my place. I can recommend the person. And, um, and that's what you want to hear. Or then you can say, hey, a plumber, that is uh, a relatively small example. Um, not sure, though. I mean, uh, you want a reliable plumber. Uh, you don't want to have uh, water leakage in your house, these sort of things. But even big decisions in life, like where to buy a house, if you're the first one to move into a certain part of uh, of Helsinki or Oslo or wherever, and you don't know anyone who lives there, yeah, you do, do a lot of research. But if already 10 of your friends live in a certain part of town and they all say, hey, it's a fantastic part of town, uh, great facilities, great buy, it will stay... Uh, stable in terms of uh, price or even go up yeah it's amazing how much money we're prepared to spend based on these sort of reviews and with technology it's exactly the same <laughs> and so asset managers of course the moment they hear from their peers or other movers and shakers around them hey this is good stuff they will not immediately buy the technology but as a minimum they will then more easily ask their people hey can you have a look at this? Are we are we aware of this, or have we looked at it? Yeah. And and that is just key. And and that in itself will is not sufficient. Of course, further work is needed. But the deployment references and reviews are are just key. And and that is also a uh, yeah key piece of information we make available on the platform. Yeah. And we make further insights available via say uh, subscription services that we deliver to customers whereby we really specifically give insights about the technologies such that they can more easily replicate but hey but uh, yeah in 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 a sense and uh, and that's also uh, i see you're actively doing mika with all the promotional social media of, of your technology and highlighting uh, experiences i mean that's yeah. something you do as well, right? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And but yeah, and, and um, I just follow on. And James, you have to 
of course, interrupt with, with your oh, own. Oh, well, we'll do. Don't worry, it's fine. <laughs> no, I, was gonna uh, actually, I, I think Eric just answered the question I was going to ask him. Is Okay, I, I think we, we often see it now that internal references or inside sister companies or companies that they have technology agreements with, certainly in, in the energy sector, yes, that they'll go to someone else, ask them for experience. Can you do that? How applicable is that application to it? I think when it comes outside of the industry side, though, and let's say we'll take primarily the oil and gas, you then take that and you look at something that's done in an industrial side, even in the downstream refining side sometimes, there is a, re a reluctance or a lack of connection between the upstream side, the downstream side, the midstream side. There isn't necessarily that connectivity so they can actually look at the similar experiences and get that in. So I think the idea that you have, if I get it right from your platform, is the fact that people can go and see that and understand it look at the relevance and look at whether technology should be thought about is I think is a really, really important thing because without it, you know, you can develop something that's for, you know, solar plants or whatever, and we'll never ever take it into the other streams. And I think that's where regardless of what we do with energy transition across the years or whatever, the fact is we're looking at reducing the impact of all industries. Yeah. Oh, and, and, and absolutely. And absolutely, and, and what you see as well is that uh, the new industries are being uh, uh, resourced with people from the old industry. I mean, uh, hydrogen plants are not, not being operated by people fresh from university or, or wind parks. Uh, many former colleagues who used to work in traditional offshore energy now move into uh, offshore wind and, and they take their experience with them. And by seeing refuges from people in uh, industries that they used to work in and they recognize the name. So uh, they can phone those people up and the people that give refuges, yeah, and, and the refuse now platform are never anonymous, that wouldn't uh, work, uh, uh, I believe, but uh, by having the refuse by name, mm -hmm. people, no one is gonna put uh, his or her credibility on the line by saying anything positive they wouldn't mean um, so and if a supplier uh, goes to an end user and say hey I have the best technology that was uh, ever developed an end user can also simply ask the question hey show me a couple of reviews and references and uh, the moment you can demonstrate to me that multiple people have either used it or at least uh, looked at it uh, yeah, so in that way, end user can use the 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 brain power and the experience in the wider industry to uh, to uh, do the screening for them. Yeah. And as a supplier, yeah, you can use that to your advantage. The same way you can as as uh, restaurant and hotels use these uh, reviews to their advantage. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah. Yeah. But when we talk about technology, I mean, is it now all about data and and software or how do you see it eric i mean is there still need for hardware and and, and let's say methods process solutions oh it's it's yeah. it's absolutely the combination so uh, part of it uh, is digital and that's good but uh, just digital is not not sufficient uh, you need uh, steel and other things to uh, to uh, build a plant and to 
it's, it's often a combination, isn't it? I mean, uh, exactly. Yeah, uh, I just want uh, to hear it because you know I, I have the same opinion. Yeah, uh, it's a combination. No, and, uh, yeah. no, and it's digital plays a key role, no doubt about it. Sure. But at the end, you need uh, you also need hardware, and and technology can be can be brought. It uh, technology can also be a, a novel type of paint that is of a different chemical composition, such that it lasts uh, longer. That is also uh, technology. Yeah. Is it too far to go to say that digital transformation and the energy transition still you need a lot of hardware embedded in this? Oh, okay. absolutely, Ooh. absolutely. Yeah. I have no doubt about it. Yeah. No, that that absolutely. And for the energy transition, and and that's also I would say uh, great news to those uh, suppliers and others working in in traditional industries. Um, most technologies that uh, are of use in, uh, say, oil and gas are also needed for the energy transition. A, a hydrogen plant also needs maintenance, and those type of maintenance are not uh, fundamentally different from the type of maintenance technologies you need in the refinery. Or uh, the, uh, for geothermal, you need to understand the subsurface and you need to drill wells. Yes. And, uh, and here you say kind of yep. you say that this experience that actually it's not that different, Eric. And this was what I heard James say that why why doesn't the industry share more of these experiences upstream, midstream, downstream? Because actually there's so much uh, possible utilization of the same type of experiences or or solutions. Yeah, and I think that's that is something that is needed more because uh, sometimes also when you read things in the news, you almost get an, the impression that that uh, the renewables industry is sort of built from 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 scratch. Mm -hmm. uh, but it yeah it builds on the uh, capability that is uh, there and uh, the technology that has been successfully used or or is being trialed in conventional industries they uh, also can help to yeah. accelerate the, the energy transition and um, i mean the uh, and actually the place where i'm sitting right now is a good example so i'm here in uh, in delft in a uh, center set up by an entrepreneur in the rotterdam harbor mm -hmm. and uh, from a company called uh, huisman they uh, built these big uh, cranes Mm -hmm. Well, the cranes uh, were needed in uh, more traditional energy, but now uh, companies in the Rotterdam Harbor, uh, they get into uh, to wind or they're already big in wind and uh, cranes that you need to install uh, windmills. Yeah, they were not just developed from scratch a couple of years back. They built on all the experience in the traditional industry. Yeah, exactly. I think um, I think you know that that's something that's really changing in that, that respect. There, the fact is that people are being to look at trying to transfer this over. It's just in order to speed it up. And I think the platform that allows people to do that, or ways in which people can get information, I think is going to be vital going forward. Because we can't wait for somebody to reinvent something if it's already been done somewhere else. That just doesn't make sense anymore. Um, but we still see it a lot. I think in certain industries, some people, certainly areas of the world, there is a big conservatism about. Sorry, this hasn't been tried in my backyard, therefore I'm not going to do it. But I think with the coming periods of time, people are going to have to start realistically thinking about that way. 
I fully agree, but at the same time, uh, and that's also a role uh, that suppliers have, and that's also where we can help with the platform. If people say, hey, uh, I, uh, I, I'm, I don't believe in this, or I don't want to have this in my, my company. Yeah, what also I've seen quite often is that people don't realize how often a technology has already been used in assets similar to their asset, and they don't know it. Well, yeah. And that's also a role that we then need to have all as suppliers hey, to make it easily digestible for end use to say, hey, it's uh, it has already been used, or if it's novel, to mm-hmm. give a bit of uh, yeah. to the uh, to the end use to say, hey, it's not it's fantastic technology, and it's not us saying it; it's also this independent expert, yes. a guru in this this field, and blah blah blah. And um, uh, hey, but in, in in your case, are you already actively working with other industries than uh, Oranges? At the moment, yes, we are. I mean, the fact is, we, we go across a whole a whole variety of things. Obviously, the company sort of started out in paper and pulp and mining, and it progressed from there into the oil and gas. We're also a little bit into some of the semiconductor industries. We're into municipal water treatments. We're also into the food and beverage business as well. There are, okay. There are people, there are applications where people can see this technology could be used. But again, they want to test it themselves, want to go through it and understand how their application could be used in there. So it's a question of working with them and doing that part to develop it. I mean, obviously, you know, like most technology providers, we provide a, uh, we try and provide a product that does a specific job. If it's a slightly different job, we can probably still do it, but we need to understand the parameters of what you're actually looking to measure or to monitor or to record that we can actually do that part for you. So, yeah, it is possible to do it. And it is working. But, yeah, it just takes a little bit. You you also need to find somebody who's prepared as well to go, yeah, I'm going to go and give that a go. Let's go and try it. And sometimes There needs to be mutual commitment, of course. Absolutely. There's an interest build the let's say the business case see that there's value not just that oh this is cool technology but what what is it actually helping with how is it taking away pain points that help in some other industry how can we do this tech that's the other bit very hard sometimes to quantify is the benefit you're going to get from doing it sometimes they have a problem and they want to try and solve it maybe sometimes they haven't worked out the complete business case yet of how to deal with that. In our business, production and everything else, we understand what we're trying to do then. It can be quite easy to build a little little um, financial model to make the project worthwhile. In some of the areas, it's slightly harder to work that bit out for them as well because they may not have looked at it as the bigger issue at the moment. Um, some of the ones, you know, could be just they have to reclean the plant more regularly because of buildup, or they have to change chemical locations, or they have to do X, Y, and Z. And it, it it's different because some of the drivers are different. You know, offshore, big costs associated with manpower, manning, you know, manning. Whereas if you're onshore, it's a different business case there because it's easier to get people access to the site um, and areas associated with it. But I think most companies are trying to get to the point of reducing the number of people and number of interventions because the longer they can keep it running the more efficient it's going to be the lower the cost is going to be but also if then they need to make sure that the data is good so they're producing something which is not going to be off spec because then that's when the costs really come in um you know and that's where you see a few companies now are really going for that 
in big ways. They're working with universities. They're trying to develop things. They're also trying to look at how to integrate it all together. So for us, yeah, I mean, it is, but it's it's taking time with some of these other industries because there isn't necessarily that cross fertilization of information so far. This might spark some new ideas here also together with Eric, because what I wanted to, let's say, ask is just with, with these innovation ecosystems, how can we improve the collaboration and cooperation in the vertical value chains in various industries? Because I think that's what we're looking at. Yeah. And and I and, and, and James have recognized many of the challenges you just indicated and uh, and I think also some of it can be can certainly be addressed I, I firmly believe I mean part of it is to uh, indeed uh, wrap it in and show with reviews and references uh, what has been done what I'm also firmly believe and that links to your integration point uh, a Mika of a portfolio approach. So um, the, over the years I got actually accepted for quite a number of novel technologies. So when I was running this replication drive in, in, in the Shell days and also since leaving Shell supporting multiple companies. And the typical approach we've been taking is, hey, let's start with a couple of uh, quick wins. Uh, things that uh, almost guarantee delivered deliver impact to companies, and uh, and then and then build on that a bit like with this portfolio approach with uh, with shares. And some of those quick wins don't necessarily need to come from your own uh, company. And just to illustrate, one of the things that we now do for end-user companies is to give them their own space on the platform, uh, only accessible to their own employees. And we populate that area with what we believe are the most uh, relevant technologies uh, for them. And those include uh, mature things that have already been done multiple times by people, uh, even sometimes within their own country or in neighboring countries. Mm-hmm. But also a couple of things that are a bit bit novel. So they can build this, this portfolio of uh, things that are uh, low risk relatively low risk and uh, with yeah and and fairly safe uh, predictable return you can say and also a couple of things that have potentially huge impact but uh, need a bit further work yeah and and my experience has been that people are are open to that yeah mm-hmm. and, and that's also a way how we can uh, how we can also uh, Work together on this, but but one of the things, another idea as well is, I mean, I would be more than happy to work together and also write a bit of a a a, a blog around this this podcast that we such that we can highlight the also the, the nice cross industry example of, of your mm. solutions abroad because I think it's great that you work in different industries and see different things. Yeah, we get quite a lot of inquiries of other people as well. It's a question of the say just. Taking forward, some of them are just interest because they've seen it and they go, okay, can we do it? So now they've got to work out where they'd use it. So there's a bit of a learning process for them as well because some of the stuff we give is, is kind of novel compared to what they've currently got at the moment. That will be a challenge. But uh, I think the other bit you've just said there is, is also internally inside lots of companies is getting that information out about what they've been using themselves. I mean, we're assuming that you know this is cross industry that's a problem. There's also internal inside companies because of the rapid change that has been a people 
a lot of the experienced people who've left and have tried stuff over the past have gone. And that knowledge transfer has not been there. And that's also a, a worry in the fact there. But also, I think, one more from, from is that there's also an issue, I think, with we need to look at in terms of how we're going to build new stuff. I mean, it's one thing we look at when we've got problems with existing equipment and existing plant where you've got something which you need to be fixed, something working. When you're building something from the first time ever, or, and people are looking at going, okay, well, what do we build this time? And they either build something which they built previously, or they try some new stuff or whatever. And I think that sometimes there is there there is a reluctance sometimes, particularly on a new build type applications, to go out on a limb and look for new technologies because they don't want it to fail because obviously there are commitments, financial penalties, etc., on those things. But <clears throat> and we'll push the problems which we know we're going to have down the road a little bit further because they go onto somebody else's budget, and that's where you look yeah. at. It. Well, which is also a challenge. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. But at the same time, and that is uh, where the energy transition is going to help also with technology in, in conventional industries. Um, I, I'm convinced, or I saw some mentioned earlier, I'm convinced that, that the role of technology is going to increase going forward and technology innovation and uh, doing things the way they've always been done is simply no longer good enough yeah. and not no. just to reduce CO2 emissions also to uh, to reduce cost. Absolutely. It's happening everywhere. I mean, all this disruption to be and pace is tremendous. And, and I think uh, us three talking here today, it is because, yes, we, there's a need for more collaboration and, and open innovation discuss topics like this together and see how we can let's say bring more awareness and like you say eric yeah we can do a blog and, and other things also related to this because it's uh, it's something that more people need to know and i think like james said that well there's an let's say the the competence gap or people actually active it's disappearing so of course we need to kind of find that let's say those experiences the references yes. how do we enable and make people sure and and de-risk any deployment of technology we need to work together i think you know Absolutely. maybe maybe i think as a says groups of people all of us i think we've been quite bad in the fact that typically we have well, these examples we have like otc we've added pack and those things which are primarily looking at one type of technology. You know, it's the industrial sector. They'll have their own conferences, their own meetings there. Very few companies will probably cover all of those. So therefore, it's the exposure to that part is not going to happen. So we have kind of made a little bit of a rod for our own back in some ways, but maybe the, what you're trying to do now with your platform is actually try and break down some of those barriers that we have created in this as well, which I think is really good. Yeah, so to increase transparency and to show what... Uh great technologies are out there yeah. to indeed uh, improve the perf business performance and besides uh, reduction of co2 and uh, yeah. reduction of costs also clearly to improve uh, safety which is uh, of course also yeah. a theme that is not going to uh, to to disappear yeah. folks on safety will only become uh, stronger yeah. and uh, so in that sense uh, Personally, I find it a uh, very exciting time when it comes to uh, getting technology going, not just in uh, 
for renewables, but definitely also still in support of uh, conventional industries. I hear that from so many, definitely, and 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 uh, I agree. It's it's exciting times, and um, now I'm. I'm just so curious, Eric. I, I, I have to divert a bit off of this this topic <laughs> <laughs> because I mean you have a long career from Shell, working with a corporate, and then you go and found your own startup company. I mean, how did you find this transition? I I found it fantastic. So I uh, I have not regretted it for a single second. I mean, first and foremost, I had. Uh, a great time in, in Shell. I'm grateful to what the company has uh, given me and all the opportunities I got and uh, it helped me to develop myself and also uh, I think as a result also made impact in the company but uh, the time was right to uh, leave and together with uh, my business partner we had this idea based on experience and I find it fantastic and I have to say Working in the corporate is great, but I have to say all the, the whole learning experience in, and uh, all the uh, the momentum in a startup, I find it fantastic. I uh, yeah. I think it's, uh, I would say I can recommend it. I can recommend anyone to, to take that step at some point in time. It's, uh, um, yeah, it's fant- fantastic experience. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, how how was for you? <laughs> I I you know I I have some corporate background myself, sure. uh, but I I enjoy this. Uh, you know, I'm, this is the eighth venture I'm 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 part of mm-hmm. and have been mentoring, advising other startups. But I do enjoy this kind of, you know, the agility and there's so many issues all the time. You have to stay very hands-on and alert and all the learning coming all the way so i i do enjoy it and i share your views on this eric yeah. what about you james i was going to say i agree exactly i mean i think the fact is that it, it, i think i like the, the the part here is where it's the it's the have to think on your feet type bits because there's everything you have to deal with there's not the structure in place sometimes to deal with major things or the, or the, or the way in which you have to handle things you go like, okay well, what do we do about this some of the customers ask you a question what's the answer what are we going to do what's how do we do around that part or what do we do with them in order to develop that bit with them can we do it and it is it is a challenge and it's an interesting one and it keeps you active that's the other thing i'd say about it i'm not saying that we inside a corporate one you don't be active because again you're always looking for the same thing to meet the customer's needs but sometimes it can be slightly slower slightly different but uh, yeah it just depends on the corporate one as well some various different things so you know it's it's always been a challenge for me and this bit i quite enjoy yeah great I think it's about, you know, we continue to learn all the time, every yeah. day. Absolutely. And of course, it's fast paced with startups and you have to deal with so many things yourself all the time. And, and it can be a bit frustrating every now and then, but that's, that's part of it. Yeah. Uh, and on the other hand, if it would all be easy, it uh, would have already been done. And, uh, and it wouldn't be so much fun either, because it wouldn't be to think about. That's the thing. Or try and work out how to do it, or try and you know, put, put yeah. together the process in order to make it work, things like that. So no, it is. 
Yeah, yeah. It's, it's great. I think, of course, there's a lot of uh, things happening and occurring. Things that oh, this is just a disaster, or whatever, or or not good. And then, then suddenly you have those great achievements, like we uh, uh, we we finalized the funding round last week and showing that wow, okay. Okay. Congratulations. Yep. Oh yeah, thanks. So uh, it feels great, and you know. What, what efforts that whole team has put behind that and all the hard work getting there. But it's also that type of recognition that, okay, we are on the right track. Yeah. Yeah, ab- absolutely. But, but great to hear. So uh, I hadn't seen that yet in the, uh, on the social media channels. Did the news already come out? Yeah, I think it was out there just briefly. We, we, oh. we, kept that, we kept that one probably a lower profile than the other ones we have done. It's like, okay. you know, okay. The thing is, you know, startups, many times we share about, wow, we got funding. But I think that's that's just, the, let's say, that's the handshake. You have actually agreed on uh, the implementation, delivering something. And kind of, I'm, I'm holding it back a bit on, on all the, let's say, um, uh, announcements around that. Because we are forming our plan now and also showing this is what we're going to deli- deliver. So uh, there's going to be some announcements, but I want to kind of have that message ready, what that means also. Yeah, it's also, oh, excellent. It's also the hard part. Now you've got the money, now you need to go and do your plan. That's, that was, <laughs> coming up with a plan was the easy part. And Mika's been a little bit, un, a bit, a little bit uh, quiet about that one. The fact is, I think, from what we understand, was it, it's the fastest they've ever done the funding round ever in terms of how quickly it went online and was done and completed. You know, we were expecting it to be run for a bit longer, as opposed to two hours and 26 minutes. <laughs> was it 2016 minutes, whatever it was? When we went live, it was like done, boom, gone. So, yeah. Good partner. But I also do believe that, okay, there's something uh, of substantial interest, what we're doing in that sense. And, and, uh, good partner. And we're looking, of course, around collaborations, partners, etc., because we, we are disrupting industries. Yeah. And I think in that sense, also, Eric, we, we are very much aligned and, and want to, let's say, make industry better and safer, which is also good for the planet. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Good for everybody. I think it's good. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, good stuff. <laughs> yeah. I think this was an interesting discussion and we can continue this with another podcast at some point or a blog, but uh, thank you for participating here, Eric. Hey, thanks for inviting and uh, looking forward to uh, catching up uh, in person again at some point in time. Yeah. Yes. And, uh, but it was great to uh, to join you today and uh, looking forward to seeing the recording and uh, and wish you all the best in the, uh, the remaining months of the year and uh, and uh, yeah, Let's catch up uh, sometime uh, later this year or early next year. Excellent. Yep. Okay. Good stuff. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. I know.